Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to a Brawl Network production. This is the Celtics Brawl Podcast. Three seconds, the three, got it. Jason Tatum with 1.3 to go has given Boston the lead. Here's your host, comedian and native Bostonian, Paul Spratt. Hey, welcome to the second episode of Celtics Brawl. I'm Paul Spratt with my buddy Misha Han. We're back at it again week two. Uh, We're not on Apple Podcasts yet, so... Once you find us there, uh, here's two in a row for you. That's super fun. We're on Spotify. Uh, so if you listen, uh, if you enjoy it and follow us on Celtics Brawl, also follow the network at, at Network Brawl. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you didn't like us up to five stars, uh, don't leave a review. That would be nice. <laughs> um, but cool. Uh, we're also sponsored by Manscaped. Um, if you don't know what it is by now, I don't know what you're doing, but... Uh, don't be a fool. Clean your tool. Use the tool. Prep it. Don't don't bring it out there. Don't be weird, right? Use the code BRAWL. Get 20% off. Uh, we're also sponsored by Fanatics. Uh, I own, I said it right. Um, yep. the, the link will be in the bio. Uh, go there. Save some cash. I ordered two Celtics shirts a couple days ago from there. I'm pretty excited get. about. Who'd you get? Pretty excited about. Uh, there's this cool NBA GM t-shirt uh, and it's Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum it's like when you choose the players in the beginning of NBA Jam so pretty excited about that fire. one yeah. and then uh, I got a pretty generic just Beantown Boston green shirt so okay. you know just to be standard but yeah go there there's a lot of cool shirts they have a lot of cool like cartoon Jason Tatum shirts like a lot of it's fun I didn't know there was that many I thought it was just player jerseys <laughs> but there's a lot of good stuff on there so go on there check it out but Misha, I'm glad you're back, buddy. I didn't fire you after the first week, so not yet. You live on. You live on for another episode. Staying alive. <laughs> you got a new background? Is that a different wall, or is that? It's the same wall. Uh, my roommate just <laughs> took the couch, so I am now sitting on. Just... Like, just took the couch, just left. Yeah, just he left. Left. Uh, he 
he fired me, but you didn't. So that's where we're at right now. Oh, they still love you, buddy. I know. I, what did would you have Rona and you had to leave? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, all right, I'm taking the couch and I'm out. No, he moved to a smaller apartment. <laughs> oh, well, that doesn't make any sense, but good for him. I mean, yeah. you guys riding it out in New York and I left. You left <laughs> like you left like Kyrie did. <laughs> yeah, no, but see, people still like me there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes I, no Boston fan. I'd be surprised. I actually it would be a fun pull. Well, pull, jeez, fun pull to see how many people actually still are from Boston and like Kyrie Irving. I'm pretty sure if I know Boston fans, it's pretty much none. <laughs> pretty much none. Do you think uh, Boston fans would like Kyrie if he came back and played, or is it only because he left? Because he's a douche. I mean, I yeah, that's... he's a douche. But do you think if he were to come back, if he were to resign with the Celtics? If I don't think it, at, when it got to that point, I don't think we want him to come back. Like if we did a Hayward for Kyrie trade, like that was part of the three-way trade to get Gordon over to Charlotte, would we still be mad at Kyrie? Yes, I would be mad at the Celtics for getting Kyrie a second time. I'm well, like, yeah, we learn a lesson the first time? That, that would be <laughs> ridiculous. But, uh... Yeah, no, Gordy's gone to the Hornets. That happened after our last episode. Um, I didn't. After, it felt like, too. Yeah, just after. And Ennis Cantor got traded to the Blazers. The Blazers, right? yep. That was part of the three way trade um, with Memphis as well. I mean, good for him. Blazers would be a good spot, I guess, but I was happy he was gone. If you listen to the last episode, I don't like Ennis Cantor, so I'm very excited about it. Um, the Tristan Thompson signing. Uh, I wasn't initially excited about. I was like, really? This is what we're getting? Because we talked about it. It was a rumor Mm -hmm. the last episode when we joked about the Kardashian curse. But uh, then I read this article, which I told you about. Sorry. Uh, Is that uh, I guess he's really good at the pick and roll. That's really the reason the Celtics got him. Because the Celtics run the pick and roll the most, (laughs) I guess, in the league. And we have the four most pick-and-roll scorers on the team, which is Jeff T, Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and I don't remember the fourth guy. We have the four, we have the four guys. So I guess that's like just adding to our strength. Yeah, so but, I mean, it makes sense to build the strength upon a strength. So if that's going to be what um, Brad's using from the playbook, it makes sense to have guys that can run the show. Um, I, I do like Tristan in the sense that uh, he, he's a lot younger than everyone. Uh, realizes because he's been playing, he's, he's been in the spotlight for like a decade from those old, um, the, the Kyrie Cavs. Remember that? Remember Kyrie right. and the Cavs? Remember back in the day when people liked Kyrie? Oh, God. Uh, when Uncle Drew was cute. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. those days. Um, so it's cool. It, he, he's still like a, he's still more useful than I think people realize. Um, and uh, it'd be nice to have someone that can rebound. So that yeah, it, it answers a huge need that we had, which is offensive rebound. He doesn't have to do it all by himself. So that that'll be nice. Also, uh, we were talking last night. I was playing with the the, the trade <laughs> machines on the internet, uh, trying to get my dream trade to come true of getting Miles Turner. And uh, I guess I got to look at statistics because the trade machine thinks uh, Miles Turner's not that good. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, it says if I traded Tice 
as one of the players in the trade to get Miles Turner, we would actually lose more games with Miles Turner instead of Tice. I was like, that makes no sense. No. But what are you supposed to do? The trade machine also values Harden way more than Westbrook, which is also weird. That that actually doesn't surprise me. It does. Well, yeah, but thirty game difference. Like I tried to do, I tried to you know had a little fun trading Westbrook and Harden off the Rockets to different teams, and uh, Westbrook leaving the Rockets uh, did not affect them at all. They didn't lose, win or lose any more games. But if you traded James Harden, they would lose thirty games. They would lose thirty more games. I was How like, many? what? That's interesting in just the sense that they, they were both MVPs at one point. Right. Has Durant been a league MVP as well? Once, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's did right. He, that was the year that he thanked his mom. I think he won it when he was at the Warriors, didn't he? Or no? No. <clears throat> the he, year he that they won. won. No, I, I thought he won the Kevin... Um, that, that was a... Year he tells his mom, "You're the real MVP." Oh yeah, remember that? That, that was mean. the 2013-2014 season. Um, one crazy that all three of the OKC guys became MVPs. Uh, crazier that uh, they're no longer with OKC. And then third, it's funny the idea that the both Harden and Westbrook were MVPs, but one's worth way more than the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. I like Westbrook way more than I like Harden. Do you really? I can't stand James Harden. I like, cannot do you think stand him. Harden's better? Because I think Harden's a better player. <clears throat> I think Harden's a better scorer. Uh, but I don't think overall I think Westbrook's a better player. Westbrook plays defense. Westbrook contributes to the rest of the team. Harden does not. I feel Harden, like Westbrook chases stats, though. I feel like Harden's no, a better well, passer. Westbrook, Harden's a better passer. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Well, first Harden doesn't pass. Harden doesn't pass. Like, Once like, he gets the ball, it stays with Harden until he shoots it. I so like I don't know how he can be better. I guess if you're a better passer because you never pass, so you can't fuck up. I guess that would be the way to look at it. He's a better passer because he never passes it, so it never goes badly. So I, I think uh, his pick and roll with Capella was really good, and like he had well, they traded Capella. I mean, yeah, but. So. But no, I mean, Harden shoots too much, and if he does, if he, he has the smart issue, what Marcus Smart does, where Marcus Smart, if he doesn't have it, he doesn't stop shooting. He just keeps chucking them up, which is annoying. It's annoying. <clears throat> so you can go 0 for 37 shooting threes in the playoffs and not change your game plan <laughs> at all. Like, maybe we don't got it. Maybe we should drive to the paint. I don't know. Stop chucking them up. Yeah, but Harden still uh, has a better three than Westbrook, and I think that's more powerful than today's game. Anyway, well, because I mean, the game's based around a three now. Yeah. But it's mad. I mean, analytics. Analytics changes everything. Nobody's driving to the paint now. Now, three points is better than two, says the nerds upstairs. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we needed nerds help to be like three points is better than two. <laughs> and you're like, you're right. You're right. Three is better than two. But no, but it's uh, needed graphs to be like, no, you got to understand. There are these graphs that say, it, and that's what <laughs> they just show you your percentage. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's I'm th- I'm happy that the rumors that the Celtics. If the Celtics, I might have had to stop being a Celtics fan. That's how much I hate James Harden. If for Ooh. some reason the Celtics went out and got James Harden, it would be a heart. I'd be sad, but I'd have to let us go. 
because I hate him, and I think that would have ruined the team. What if they got Westbrook? I still wouldn't have been happy about that either, but I would have dealt with it. Okay. I don't hate Westbrook as much as I hate Harden. But That's fair. I would like to see Westbrook win one with a team that he – like, I liked OKC when it was just him. And really? they, like, they were scrappy. I like scrappy oh. teams. Like, okay. the Rockets aren't scrappy. They don't play defense when – D'Antoni was their coach. They just tried to outscore the other people. They didn't care what happened on the other end of the. They're like, yeah, you could score. It's fine. We'll just score on the other end too. Well, I have. He's greater than two. I I don't like the Rockets. (laughs) Well, I don't like Harden, but that's a Jeremy Lin thing, as is all of my basketball opinions. Yeah, (laughs) that's how it all ties together. Jeremy Lin when he was on the Rockets and he got phased out, uh, rightfully so, um, because Harden is a little bit of a better basketball player than uh, CBA. Jeremy Lin. <laughs> well, that's a good tie-in because we. This episode is just another uh, off-season off recap. I'm struggling. Uh, it's the last week before training camp. Last week before training camp, and we were looking at the. Well, I was. We were both looking at it, uh, and you came up with a list. I said, "I'm done. I think we're done." <laughs> I like uh, that with a homework assignment. I did the homework assignment. And you just looked at it and was like, I'm not doing homework today. Well, because <laughs> I I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how we could even afford to sign people. <laughs> so I was looking at this cap thing. And not, it's more confusing because then I did the trade machine. And then I was like, I don't even get this even more. Like, I was like, now I can't talk shit about GMs anymore because, okay, this is pretty hard. This is pretty hard. <laughs> right? I was like, I don't get this. Now you have to know all this stuff. So it makes sense. It makes I sense. Like- I always talk shit. I was like, I could GM a sports team. <laughs> Clearly I can't. I can't. I don't know the math. But he, I mean, maybe Danny Ainge has a nerd that <laughs> goes, this is what we can afford. And he's like, great. Perfect. Danny Ainge has a Misha. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just so, on the computer. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it was a struggle. But then I looked at it, and if you look at our roster and you look who's out there and you look at what we can afford, I don't think we're going to make any more moves. And I don't see any moves that made sense to me because, <clears throat> I mean, Tristan solved another big man. It's not the greatest, but it's going to work. Yeah. And Jeff Teague is our backup point guard. So, I mean, where what else do we really need? That was what I was asking. I kept asking myself. I was like, what else do we really need? And does any of these offseason free agents answer that? And the answer to me was no. I think we're done. I think this is the best version we could put together without a trade of some kind. But then, to follow up with that, and I don't have an answer to this, is why are we trying so hard to sign and trade Gordon Hayward then if we're done? Um, I, mean, I think the reason why we're trying to uh, sign and trade Gordon Hayward is because we don't want to lose the asset for nothing. That's really the entire point. That's of it. true, but then if we do sign and trade him, I think that opens the cap room, the cap hold. Because see, if you don't sign, from my understanding, and I could be a hundred percent wrong because it was confusing. So when you look at the cap, our cap hold, our cap includes a cap hold for Gordon Hayward's full contract money. Mm-hmm. So if we don't sign him, we don't get that money back, which makes no sense to me. It's because so, we're already over the cap. I right, think but we, if cap. we take that money away, it puts us under the cap. So we should still have whatever that difference is, in my mind, mathematically. Mm. <laughs> but we don't. So even if we sign it, if we don't sign and trade him, we don't get the money. But if we sign and trade him, we get the money. But who are we going to give the money to? 
Well, I'm glad you asked that because I have a couple of you picked uh, players. players. I have right. so uh, just to go over a couple of the free agents that are still available uh, that are interesting. Uh, there's Reggie Jackson, uh, Shabiz Napier, uh, Kyle Korver still on the market. He's almost forty at this point, but he's still uh, kicking. Uh, Glenn Robinson well, Jr. White dudes who chuck up threes got longevity, baby. That's what we do. I think that's just like really uh, JJ Reddick's going to be around forever. That dude's going to play until fifty. He's going to be older than Tom Brady when he retires. Like, that'll be. Uh, Courtney Lee's also available. Uh, do you remember Michael Kidd Gilchrist? None of these names are exciting me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I haven't gotten to the ones I, I, I wanted to. <laughs> I know, but still, it's none the of them exciting. Of, uh, I mean, Corver, if we needed more shooting, because as Brad Stevens says, you can never have enough shooting. And we, <laughs> but Yeah, but you don't want the corpse of... Corver like that. Let that old guy just wander around. He's a little too old at this point to me. Um, you, you know who I saw that's still available uh, that should bring back memories? It. Yeah, Isaiah's still available. Isaiah's still available. Um, I well, there was, was rumors we were going to bring him back, but I was like, he's so small. Are we going to have I, two really small point guards? I just think we can't. Yeah, we would just get distracted. Um, uh, the, the players I did did want to sign, though, uh, there's Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, uh, Jared Dudley, and Jeremy Lin, uh, because... Uh, of course. Of course. Uh, I just I just want another reason to root for the Celtics. Well, Dudley uh, would be... He's a big man, right? Dudley's a no. forward. Uh, guard forward. He's like a shooting guard, small forward type. Uh, he was really good on the Lakers last year for team chemistry. Um, he's like a good glue guy. I think we could use um, a little bit of veteran presence in the locker room because uh, right now who do we have Kemba we have Kemba, Kemba Marcus but smart Marcus smart yeah but you need someone like at the end of the bench that's kind of like almost player coachish uh to like keep the guys in the game and stuff well, do you think Tristan's that type of guy no he dated a Kardashian <laughs> he, just, he doesn't make smart you decisions can't, you can't you can't take somebody seriously that uh has been on more than one episode um Who's yeah, the but, other guy? Uh, Ryan oh, Ryan maybe should, maybe Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague's been around for a while, right? Oh, Teague is. That's a good point. And off the bench, so he'll be on the bench. He'll be with the young guys off the bench. That's um, a veteran point guard with all the young players makes kind of sense. You know, what I mean, it takes the yeah. pressure off of Kemba having to, you know, let's say Kemba plays with the bench for a little while, which happens sometimes. The point guard comes back in before Tatum and all those guys come back in. You have Jeff Teague running the show. It's not as bad. You just take some pressure off Kemba. Well, the other reason why I, I want Jared Dudley is because he's been a pretty good guest on podcasts, so I feel like we could get some good stories out of him uh, in the future. So I'm, I'm on Team Dudley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just a, you just want it for the content. Just for the content reason. Well, I feel like that's like the number one reason. Uh, and then I think Rondé actually would be a really good fit. Um, I had net season tickets a couple years ago. Um, when the Nets were terrible. And Rondé always played with really good energy. Um, good pick-and-roll guy, uh, good rebounder, uh, could provide a little depth um, on, on like, the wings and stuff. So I think that he, he can't shoot, which is, I think, a problem. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but in the NBA, if you can't shoot, that is a problem, Paul. Yeah, like Ben Simmons not being able to shoot a three. He's been in the league for, what, four years? Like, <laughs> figure it out, bro. Like, you have all summer. What are you doing? <clears throat> but uh, but other than that, I feel like that could be like an interesting depth piece um, just to have as like an energy. I think 
Jeremy Lin could be good on the Celtics. I mean, we don't need another point guard because of the uh, we that one kid's a point guard that we drafted. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's no place to put him, but if there was anybody uh, that would get a lot of Jeremy Lin, it would be Brad Stevens. I mean, I sent you that article that showed that Kyrie had his best statistical statistical <laughs> <laughs> statistical point guard season or overall career highs, and it was under Brad Stevens. So he finds a way to get the most out of people. Yeah. He's the mad great. scientist that he is. So I think Lin would be great off the bench if we didn't get Jeff Teague, but... I mean, I just don't think there's a place for him now. But it would be exciting. Oh, I mean, yeah. if you anywhere you need diversity, it's in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it also would be really fun because he started at Harvard, so if he ended with the Celtics, that'd be like a fun, right? Little, yeah, a fun little storylines. I'm really more interested about basketball storylines than fit, Paul. Well, so. that's mostly basketball. It's like the storylines drive the league. <clears throat> it's not who's going to win. It's the Lakers in the end, anyways. It's, Instead of keeping up with the Kardashian, it's uh, loving LeBron. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, <laughs> we'll have to see what Space Jam 2 is like. Let's oh see God. if it, <clears throat> it's happening. Do you, it's know done, who, uh, do you know who's cameoing in Space Jam 2? Who? I don't know. I was just Michael Jordan? Could <laughs> 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 you imagine? That would be the ultimate power move if LeBron got Jordan to come back for Space Jam 2. I don't see why he wouldn't, right? Let's see who's in the cast. I'm sure there's like a lot of basketball players. But I want to know who I want to know who like the Chris Mullen is, like the one weird white guy that's just happens to be in. Happens it. to be in. Don Cheadle is in Space Jam Two. What is Don Cheadle going to be the Bill Murray character of Space Jam Two? Oh, that would be weird. Doesn't really list a lot of basketball players. Can you name all the uh, basketball players that were uh, got their talent stolen? No. Can you? I it just was Bar- it Wasn't it Barkley? And then uh, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> was it Shaq? <laughs> no. So no. Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, uh, Larry Johnson, and Muggsy Bogues. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, there's barely any there's yeah, there's barely any NBA players missed. So LeBron's the only NBA player in this movie? I'm so guessing that makes me gonna surprise us. It makes that. me like less it makes me like LeBron less. You couldn't get other players to be in this movie? It's about you know, basketball. It's gonna be all clutch clients or it's just to be all former teammates. So I'm hoping there's the Jared Smith sighting. Like <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> if there's not a joke about him taking his shirt off in Space Jam two, that's a huge miss. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, people are going to say J.R. Smith already got his talent stolen. Like, it's, it's been, it's been <laughs> no, a here's, year long. <laughs> here's how it's going to happen is that the, the happy ending at the end of Space Jam 2 and they win and they just cut to J.R. Smith for no reason. He's there taking his shirt off. <laughs> we won again. <laughs> oh. But uh, <laughs> that was a fun tangent. Um so, yeah, uh, we covered the off-season moves. We covered the remaining free agents. Are you excited about Bubble Part 2? Yeah. I didn't read how they're going to do it, though. Are they going to change? I think they're going to change it this year, right? There's going to be two bubbles? I've still not heard any details on this. 
I so, haven't either, and the season starts soon, so you'd think they would yeah, we're like, figure that out. We're like <laughs> less than a month away because they're starting on Christmas, right? Or the 22nd. December 22nd. Like, uh, yeah, so we're, we're, we're like three weeks away. Um, I have no idea. Because no are they going to travel? That makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to sell season tickets. I'm still, I'm still getting calls that from the Nets front office saying, "Hey, we're on track. We uh, we'll let you know in a couple of weeks when things figure out." Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I've been been nostalgic for the bubble though recently. Uh, so I was watching some of the NBA vloggers. Uh, do you remember that? Remember how they were doing? Uh, had had there like four players um, doing vlogs from the bubble? Right. Uh, I, I actually thought it'd be fun to do a power rankings of the bubble vloggers, uh, and I feel like you do not like this segment at all. i tried to get into it you it was your idea and i was like all right i'll go with it and then i watched it and uh no (laughs) no like uh no it was the the vlogs it was like some of them were adorable some of them were super awkward and then uh i mean some of them were funny but i i couldn't get into it because i wasn't invested in the players that were doing the vlogs if that makes any sense like okay uh, like I had no interest in watching what some of these people had to say, which is, yeah, I, yeah it's sad. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through them. Uh, there were four players that, um, did bubble blocks. Uh, there was, uh, Matisse Thibel. Uh, he was a Philly guy. He's the one who got all the press. Um, I don't know if you know this. He did Fallon and was in the NY times, uh, which means he got more press than we did. <laughs> <laughs> it's he very true just from doing a vlog yeah. um, but it was really good I really liked his editing uh, I thought that he chose really good moments and like it felt like uh, it was the most professionally done out of all of them uh, JaVale McGee also did a couple of episodes I don't know if you know this but he had 19 episodes and JaVale's, uh, JaVale's vlogs worked because it's JaVale like he's such right. a goofy kid that his personality was able to shine through enough to make the um, make it work, uh, and then there were two. So there's like two tiers. There's like uh, Matisse and Javale. They were both really good, uh, and then there was uh, Troy Brown Jr. from the Wizards. Uh, do you know who Troy Brown Jr. is? Have you heard of no. him before? No, uh, me neither, because uh, he plays for the Wizards, and I know two players from the Wizards. Uh, I know Beal, and I know Wall. Uh, So I guess I know because I know Rui Hachimura uh, because he has an Asian last name. So I was like, "Is he? Can I draft him?" Basically, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Can I uh, put him on my fantasy team? Can I put him on my fantasy team? Is it worth it? Uh, One of my favorite things uh, is that they would just put up they like in Troy's blogs some of the names would show up and I was like, is this a creative player on NBA? Like, it, did they make <laughs> it up? I was just like, just made this guy up. Oh, I want to play a game with you. All right. I have four names. Uh, two of them are players that play for the Wizards and two of them are just people as part of the team. And I want you to be able to guess of the four who's a player and who's a worker. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Uh, I feel like we should have a theme song for this. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, just some, some trivia music. Who's a player? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to guess it? as a um i give you the name and you guess right away or do you want all the names and you'll guess of them who's a player and who's not uh i guess i'll guess one at a time right because if you give me all four i don't know seems like uh a... okay I don't know. yeah how about that i give you i give you a name I'll, I'll give you four names and after each name you'll guess if it's player or not and then i'll give you the results at the end okay okay um, the first one is Steve Smith. He's a player. Okay. Uh, the next one is Jerome Robinson. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He's a player. Okay. <laughs> the third one is Jesse Phillips. Yeah, he's a worker. And then the fourth one is Moritz Wagner. Definitely, definitely a worker. <laughs> <laughs> You are two for four. So then I'm right, right? No. Oh no, I didn't get all four. No. Yeah, you got you got fifty percent. Which, which I ones told you how many there were. I think that was the problem. Uh, well, you said two and two, right? Two and two. Yeah, that was the problem. Uh, all right, we'll figure this out. So Steve Smith is the senior director for health and wellness. Jerome Robinson is a guard. Uh, Jesse Phillips is a director for performance and rehab and Moritz Wagner is a forward center. Interesting. Yeah. Jesse. Is that what gave it away? There's no basketball mm-hmm. players named Jesse. No, that's no basketball players with the first name Jesse. Yeah, it's too white. It's definitely a white dude. There's no I mean, black dudes named Jesse. Kyle Corver. And even if there's a white dude, yeah, but there's lots of Kyles in basketball. But there's even if there's a white dude named Jesse, he's not playing basketball. <laughs> it's not happening 
If I gave you Admiral Schofield, would you know that that's a basketball player? <laughs> no, but that doesn't sound like a basketball player name. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, see, I was while you were doing that segment, I was trying to figure out if there is a bubble for 2021, and there is no definitive answer, which is weird. Because uh, <laughs> uh, the season starts like two weeks. How do you not know where you're going to play? I don't. Even, where are they doing training camp? Are they just so, doing it? I guess at their own facilities, maybe, I guess. Mm. I mean, I guess that would make sense. But my thing is the idea of traveling, it doesn't work. It's not worth it. You have to do the bubble again. You have no choice. It, the NFL is getting ravaged right now by COVID with the travel and all that stuff. Like this, this Sunday, the Ravens are going to play without J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram, and Lamar Jackson. They're going to play the <laughs> undefeated Steelers. <laughs> Without their three best un- offensive players, like what? Yeah. Like you got to play in the bubble. COVID's too out of control. Like what? You're gonna travel, and the Raptors can't even go to Toronto. I was gonna say that. That is one of my favorite things that the, the Raptors have to just find a second home. Well, the issue is, is that the, 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 we've handled this so bad <laughs> that Canada was like. We like the Raptors, and they can't play here. That's how, that's, that's, you can't come and play here. This is how bad this is going. In the, and, the, and the Raptors are like, yeah, we get it. Like, we get it. Like, it's but, so bad, Drake hasn't come back to America in weeks. <laughs> yeah, he's in his studio. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just so... And it's blows... How do you not have... Like, I usually give the NBA credit... For being the ones that are always ahead of the game and mm-hmm. curve, they were ahead of the game on gambling, uh, esports. Usually, the NBA is always nails it first, and then everybody else copies it. But it just seems this one's being rushed back, and I think the reason they're rushing it back is trying to be done before the Olympics, no. uh, which I get. But are the Olympics even going to happen at the rate we're <laughs> like? Uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I get the idea, mm-hmm. but how do you not know? And then I see like some NBA prefers to avoid bubble for 2021 season. But then, I mean, wait, I how know. crazy would it be if the U.S. handled the pandemic so poorly that we're banned from the Olympics? Uh, Is that a possibility? Like that Japan just go, the rest of the world just goes, yeah, America, you can't play with us for this. How funny would that be? How pissed would everybody be? That uh, I would. And if they're like, yeah, everybody can come except America. <laughs> you guys are out <laughs> of everything. <laughs> We're going to do the Olympics without you guys. We're gonna I don't do- think they physically can because I think the audience, like, I don't know. That's That was almost me being a dumb American talking for a second i was like well they gotta make the most money from us being there so they can't play without us but then i was like they probably could they yeah, probably could there's 6.5 billion other people uh, yeah there's a lot of other people the rest of the world i don't know how excited they are about the olympics but they'd probably be excited they'd be able to win some shit <laughs> <laughs> china's going crazy they finally have yeah. a swimming they're probably pushing for us to get eliminated from the Olympics. Like, we're trying to get some gold medals here. Let's go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, 
Let's get USA banned so we can get some gold medals. Like, especially you bas- basketball in the Olympics, if you get the USA banned, woohoo! That'd be it's like anybody's if, game at that point. That'd be like if LeBron couldn't play <laughs> in the NBA for a season, just how excited all the other teams would be. Now, LeBron would probably figure out a way to get, like, a dual citizenship and then go play for another country or some shit. That's true. Oh. But, uh... Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I was reading some bubble stories, revisiting because you said you had some bubble. You were missing it, and I was, I was excited. I was kind of getting geared up for it again, and now I'm not sure, but I'm sure that they're gonna have no choice. And I would assume the way to do it would be two bubbles, because mm-hmm. now you're gonna have all the teams there, and I think that's the issue they were trying to figure out before. They're all the teams didn't go to the bubble, but now I guess you do an east and a west bubble, and have no interleague play. That would be really fun. So you'd only play people in your division. Yeah. Which would make it super competitive. I think that would be fun. It's all rivalry games. Like, that's yeah. going to be the best. Uh, I, I, like, actually made a list of, like, the things I miss. I'm, I'm going to miss most about the first NBA bubble. Uh, do you want to hear some of them? Well, hit me. Uh, I'm going to miss uh, Dwight Howard being the only person to show up to an NBA party. Do you remember that story? No, I don't remember the story at all. This is what, oh, how do you not remember the story? This is one of my favorite stories. Uh, at the beginning of the bubble, the NBA was trying to hold like sponsored like events for the players to go to, just like sponsored activities. And one of them was this party, and Dwight Howard was the only person to show up. <laughs> he was party. like, let's go. <laughs> Everyone else parties. was like, yeah, we're not going to that. And Dwight was just like partying by himself. <laughs> He was probably getting money. He was like, I'll, I'll take that money. It I'll was take that sponsored incredible. money. Uh, yeah. I'm going to miss not having to watch the Knicks. I think that's going to be something that I miss. That's a good time. That's a great so, way. That's a great uh, Phoenix going 8-0. That was like one of my favorite bubble stories, just watching Devin Booker put it together. Just dominate. Yeah. But then still not make the playoffs, which was mm-hmm. a bummer. It would be interesting because they were so hot. I wonder how far they would have made it, uh, made a run. If they got it. Well, I think the problem is they would have faced the Lakers round one. Well, yeah, because you're going to go in as the A seed. So, yeah. same thing that happened to the Trailblazers. So, <laughs> and then as a seventh seed, they would have faced the Clippers. So, uh, Either way, wouldn't have been a yeah. good time. Uh, uh, yeah, you go. I thought you had a list. Oh, you're yeah. You're doing a list. Uh, I, I'm going to miss uh, Dame and Luca just being absolutely on fire uh, during the playoffs. Uh and also, apparently, Dame's on fireness was attributed to wine. They oh, said yeah? the streak was from that wine. That, at least the article you sent me from GQ, which I'll link in the bio or the bio, the description. Uh, apparently, CJ McCollum has like wine. I guess he has his own line of wine. Oh yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. the wine distributor for the bubble because I guess NBA players love red wine. I guess. Um, well, we just love drinking because it was something to pass the time. <laughs> right. So uh, I guess Dame really liked this heritage wine that CJ had. And then I guess in the beginning, every time Dame drank it, he dropped 50 on whatever team he played. So then at one point, they were just forcing Dame to drink it basically every night. <laughs> so, that he, so that was like a fun story. And that, it's like, like Michael's secret sauce. Yeah. Like something, something was in it. That he was just, I don't know, maybe plays better hungover <laughs> or, or a little buzzed, a little buzz. Mm. I don't know. But uh, 
Yeah, because they don't test for booze in the NBA. Or, I don't know. But I don't think yeah. they do. You drank wine, and it was can like you, his thing. Can you be drunk on the court? Is that... <laughs> I'm sure JR's drunk every... I feel like he's drunk every game. I don't know. Well, wasn't Vin Baker also, like, a huge alcoholic? Yeah. So who knows? I don't think they care. If you want to play drunk, play drunk, I guess. You just can't play stoned, which is... <laughs> Weird. I don't know. I think your focus would be so much better. It would probably slow the game down for you. I don't know. You'd probably get drunk really? in the face of the I basketball. Feel, yeah, I feel like if I, was, <laughs> if I was high playing basketball, I, it would be the worst. <laughs> Some people can do it. So snowboarders won gold medals on it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, they should have gave him two medals instead of taking the medal away. <laughs> that's not a performing enhancing substance. Come on. If you're in cocaine, that's the problem. Like you Yeah, then that makes cocaine. sense. Yeah, because everything's – but what else is on your list? Um, and then, uh, I was going to say, I was like, that's a pretty short list. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got two things. Oh, I mean, I, I also really, uh, I, it, is it, it's not like a fun story, but the walkout, I thought the walkout was really powerful. Um, when the bucks just were like, we're not going to play today. Uh, well, it was spearheaded apparently from this article by George Hill. Yeah. So if George Hill didn't choose not to play the walkout probably might not have happened. So George Hill started the conversation, and it was like I got a little emotional reading it because uh, you read it. George Hill was like, "I'm not playing, man. I can't." And then uh, it led to them deciding not to play against the Magic. Uh, then it steamrolled for the you know every other team to decide not to play as well. Then they had that huge meeting, which I guess from the article was super contested because uh, some players didn't want to lose the money, yeah. and some players like said humanity's greater than money. But some players were like, no, <laughs> money is greater. Uh, but then I guess everybody's pissed at the Bucks for doing it and not talking to the other teams. So I guess I, I'd imagine, like, there's got to be a 30 for 30 in the pipeline for that. You oh, know what I mean? Sure. Like, there's got to be. But uh, I guess it was really contentious. The, LeBron the had, 30 for 30 would probably be called, like, the day the NBA stood still. Right, something like that. But LeBron was a big voice, and then Jalen Brown uh, actually was the one that settled the beef. He was yeah. his voice was the one that stopped everybody from being mad at the Bucks because he gave up. He stood up a reason uh, that I mean, it's not wrong for them to choose what they want to do. And uh, Jalen was a huge voice for a lot of that stuff. He was in a lot of the marches. He was out there. So, yeah, uh, I actually have the quote from the article. Um, Hill said that Jalen Brown stood up and said that the Milwaukee Bucks don't owe anybody no apology. They did what they thought was right, and that's what it was. Um, yeah. It was right. very simple. Yeah. It was that Brown's – I love that we get to root for Brown for the next decade, hopefully. Um, He's great. Uh, I was looking at Brown and Tatum jerseys, but then I really feel uh, – I have a really superstition about jerseys. So I don't know if I can get that I can't get things with players' names on them. I have a Brady one, and Brady left. <laughs> I knew it's not my fault, <laughs> but yeah, but I had the Brady one sure. for a while before yeah. he left. But I got a Kyrie one. Uh, he turned into trash. I had a Jacoby Ellsbury Red Sox one, and he went to the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> so I just have this complex that if I get a player's <laughs> 
jersey or a t-shirt with his name on it, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna fuck it up. But I gotta get past it because Tatum just signed. Or he's going to or did oh, yeah. sign a max extension. So yeah, he signed be uh, max max too, like with no incentives. Uh, right. Which was, I think, did we already have this conversation? We did not. Okay. Yeah, I really like that he signed the max max like that. Uh, that's how much. Uh, Base they were putting in Tatum. They were like, we know you're probably going to get all NBA, um, but because we value you and we want you to love us, we will give you the money, and you don't even need to get it before that. Does that make sense? Right, which is great. I mean, it's I like when teams fully invest in their guy. Yeah. But I don't, oh, did Brown sign a new deal? I think Brown signed a new Brown deal was, before yeah, Brown Tatum, signed right? Year. Yep. But it's not the Max Max. No, and people were being weird about it. They're like, is Brown really worth all that money? And then he proved the shit out of it. Like he Right. Sure. So we have three what three we don't have three max contracts, right? I think we do. Yeah. Because Kemba's got a max. Kemba, too. Kemba's got a max. Yeah. That's why we couldn't afford uh Gordon. So technically we would have had four maxes. Yeah. Well, that, we, we could have afforded Gordon, but we would have been over the cap. So, well, we had to pay that luxury tax, which yeah. is there what they were trying to get away from. I hate when I teams are like we were trying to save money. I was like, "Fuck you! <laughs> you make so much money." I also think but, that's how um, that that's actually good that we can only have that. You should only be able to have three max players. You um, should only be able to have three max players. Otherwise, but somehow the Lakers out. always figure out how to. I, I, some, whatever team. Who do the Lakers have that's a third max? They don't have third maxes, but it seems like here's my thing. And okay. trying to, I know we were on the bubble thing, but this is another tangent. It's my cap trying to figure out stuff. Mm. Like LeBron must have his own cap guy that he just brings with him to whatever team yeah. he goes to because he just ruins teams' caps, but then always finds a way to make the money work for him to go get the people he wants to go get. You know what I mean? Like they never, mm. there's never like, LeBron's like, I want this guy, and they're like, we can't, we can't make the money work. There's always some they find a way to always get the people that LeBron wants. So do you so think I'm like LeBron, their cap guy must be a genius? You know what I mean? Do you think LeBron has a cap like hires this cap guy, or there's like a cap guy that just follows LeBron just as like a fixer that like once LeBron shows up, he shows up like three days later and goes, Hey, you're gonna need some help. Yeah, no, I just want to know like if he, yeah. Like, like, I would almost do some research to see if there was a cap guy that went with him everywhere he went. Like, from the Cavs to the Miami. Or, no, because I think LeBron running the team happened after Miami. He didn't run the team when he was in Miami. No. But once when he went, went to the Cavs, to I, I think he found his own cap guy. And then I, I want to see if that cap guy went everywhere LeBron went. To be fair to LeBron, the reason why he decided he should start making the moves is because the Cavs did such a terrible job surrounding him with talent that he was like, okay, we've got to fix this. Right. Like that would be an interesting fact to figure Larry out for the next Hughes, episode. <laughs> like, none of, no one he played with was like that. Was, you know, it was a good supporting piece. No, it was never a good fit so i'm sure it was part of his negotiations to go back to cleveland he was like listen i gotta have say but it'd be interesting because nobody ever cares about the nerds 
But the nerds are the ones figure like clearly it's harder than I thought it was. I like I that you're telling was... me this. No one cares about nerds. Yeah, nobody cares about you either. I, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I figured that out years ago, and <laughs> you're just coming to terms with that. Uh, real quick, who do you think uh, had the best offseason right now? The Sixers. The Sixers. I think the Sixers had the best offseason because they they basically remade their team again. No. Yeah. Their, their cap guy is unbelievable, too, because they just keep making mistakes and then fixing them. Well, they got more. Oh, we signed the wrong guy. Let's get rid of him. Get a bunch of other people. Oh, we signed the wrong guy again. Let's get rid of him. Get <laughs> Like, they always, like, they had three maxes on the team at one point, too, I think. They had Simmons and B and, and Horford. Tobias and Tobias. So, they actually had four That's huge. Cool. Horford's contract is humongous, too. So, but that's also probably why the team sucked because they couldn't afford anybody else. But they had a really good draft. They signed a lot of good, like, additional pieces. And yeah. getting rid of Horford really probably helped that team. And I think that they got somebody else that really would play. I forget, but I think they had the best options. Well, they got Seth Curry. Yeah. So I they think they had the best options. Okay. Cool. I mean, who you think? Uh, Lakers. It. I hate saying it, but I feel like. Everyone they lost, they... Uh, I think they got better. Yeah, they got better. They did get better, but if you had to compare to how some of these other teams got better... Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in, these deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I think the Sixers got way better. Um, I think anytime you lose Dwight Howard and get Marcus Saul instead, yeah, it's going to be a better team. Uh, and I, I just like that instead of standing still, uh, they won the title and they said, we're going to be even better. Well, yeah, LeBron's trying to go back to back to back. He's trying to fix, he's trying to fix that everybody says his, he's not better than uh, the MJ. MJ. Yeah, and even he's now he's a now like a dummy. He went to the Lakers. Now he has to deal with Kobe's legacy too. So it's like, oh, cool, you're not better than MJ, and also you're not better than our guy Kobe. He went back to back to back. You won one, like pfft, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, and so, then Kobe also passed this year. Uh, yeah, which, which also doesn't help. <laughs> the so, worst timing. For yeah. Him. So it's like now you have to battle two legacies before you're only battling one. Like you ever, I think the argument was that obviously, I mean, I like Kobe better than LeBron, but LeBron's obviously player-wise better than Kobe. But without him being a Laker, he didn't have to battle with, like it's always weird like Kobe gets shunned in that way. Like there's always like, oh, MJ's the best, but nobody says like, it's always MJ and LeBron. It's not MJ, LeBron, and Kobe or MJ. 
And also, like, MJ didn't even win the most rings. So it's like, there's some players they don't even bring up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's... I, I, I'm a, I, I don't like Kobe, and it comes back to Jeremy Lin once again. Really... <laughs> You're just like, let this dude go. Maybe Jeremy Lin is the problem. Ooh. Maybe your boy, maybe your boy's hard Ooh. to get along with. The curse of Lynn? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, maybe he's a dick. Because oh. <laughs> uh, the argument is that LeBron, uh, MJ is the best because he has the most. But our boy Bill Russell's got 11. So uh, yeah, but there were like why is he never in the argument? There were like eight teams when Russell had 11. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. He still has the most. I know. If we're arguing who has the most, Bill Russell is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> like Super Far, he has five more. I think he yeah. has five more than MJ. So why is that never a conversation? Um, because most people who are arguing about it never saw Russell. True. Whatever. That's Haters. probably 90% of it. Yeah. I never saw Russell. I still know he has 11. Google some shit, you fucks. <laughs> 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 I saw somebody actually doing some uh, game tape on Reddit about like one of Russell's games, and they're like, yeah, he was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> they were just surprised. <laughs> like, oh, this guy was really yeah. good. It's like nobody trusts white people from that time. So it's like, yeah, when white people said, oh, Russell was great, they're just like, ah, whatever. And then I mean, he was really- also, I mean, there wasn't as many black people in the league back when Bill Russell, so he was just dominating white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, like if he you was said Dwight Howard, white guys. If you said Dwight Howard to the seventies, he would also be the Bill Russell of his time. Probably not. He probably still wouldn't win anything. <laughs> Do you think he'd be more Wilt? Huh? He'd be more Wilt. Yeah, he would just yeah, score like, a ton, but never win. Time, really, but no defense. Yeah. Although, he, no, Dwight was an amazing defensive player. Still, I don't think he would win. Okay. But, I don't know. Who knows? Let's, let's invent time travel and just send players <laughs> back and see what they do. <laughs> we'll just, what do you, oh, uh, we invented time travel. What's the first thing you want to do? I actually want to send uh, some players back, see how well they do in that league. I would send, send LeBron to play back. MJ. I would send Jeremy Lin back just to see if he did all. <laughs> they would probably then. be confused. They'd be like, "Asian people <laughs> play basketball? This is weird." Uh, the problem is Jeremy would get hurt, uh, and then like immediately, like yeah. right away, and they don't have the medical staff to help him. So, no. dude's the most fragile. He's got to win the award for most Dude. one of the most fragile players. I used to joke: Was he made in China or made out of it? <laughs> yeah well most stuff made in china is also garbage so oh it makes sense God. Oh. see it took me a little while to get going and now it just it can't be stopped yeah, yeah good can't be 15 stopped. minutes into the podcast <laughs> yeah you know sometimes it takes a little while to warm <laughs> up i woke up a half an hour before we even started doing this <laughs> so <laughs> it's a little, it was rough but also so to close this out since okay. we're 50 minutes in I did. You brought it up earlier, and I'm excited. So uh, you brought up how Kelly Oubre, when we were prepping for this, is excited to get out of the Suns because he hates the owner. Yeah. So you talked about breaking down who we think are the worst owners in the NBA, which is fun because I'm curious to who you think are the worst owners. And 
some of the worst owners have changed to not that bad in oh, my mind. I want to I want to know who you think is Well, I mean if we're bad. saying the Sixers had the best offseason, that owner I mean he's messed up a ton of times, but he seems to have gotten it together. So he keeps I mean that's Sam Hinkie. Yeah, but he seems like he's got the course right now. So it took him a while. Mm. But uh who's your give me yours and then I'll give you mine. Okay. Uh, I think the Suns obviously are was not a great organization for a while. Uh, Sarver is known for being one of the cheapest owners in sports. Uh, mm-hmm. He tri- I, he like broke up the seven seconds or less Suns just because he didn't want to play the luxury tax. Uh, right. And I feel like they still have that reputation, and it's not really changed that much since. So I think that's well, Booker different. wanted out of there for a while, and now I, don't, I guess maybe changed his mind. I have no idea. I he wanted to go to the Knicks real bad, which I was like, who wants to go to the Knicks? Really because I feel like the Knicks are also on my top five worst organizations. Yeah, James Dolan is the uh, worst. NBA. James Dolan, obviously, uh, he he's a class unto himself. And if you listen to sports talk radio, that dude is universally hated by where he lives, which is impressive. Like you own the world's greatest arena allegedly yeah it's <laughs> an amazing arena have you ever been it's great i've never been to the garden uh-huh. i want to but every time it's, here's the thing that pisses me off about the knicks and if you live in any other city you get it but in new york it's like a special place so when you live in boston the celtics blow you can go see the celtics for cheap right so if some yep. team comes to town you can watch another team you know because the celtics suck but if the knicks suck the tickets are still expensive, which is annoying, right? So if the Nets blow, you can go to the Barclays Center and watch them play whoever you want. You know what I mean? You but can if the Knicks blow for under ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, but if the Knicks blow, it still costs you a hundred bucks to go watch them play anybody, which is mm. stupid. So, but that's the Garden. So, but whatever. I don't know where I got on that tangent, but yeah, no, no. James Owen sucks. Yeah, I used to listen to sports talk every day driving Uber, which was the worst. But, dude, how many people just called in and be like, I wish this dude would just sell the team. <laughs> and <laughs> and the sell the team chance. But, like, everybody forgets he owns the Rangers, too. And the Rangers don't suck. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, sorry, I'm just going to take that into another tangent. Like, what other industries do you have the fans just screaming sell the team? Like, there's no, you've never been to, like, a restaurant where <laughs> People hate the owner so much that they're like standing outside going, just sell, you know, the sell the restaurant. Sell the restaurant. No, it's, no, it's only sports where fans will be like, sell the team. And it only happens, I'm trying to think if it happens to anybody else other than Dolan. No, it helped. It happened to the Redskins owner too. Oh, the, they were telling, the they wanted him to sell team. the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my bad. The, the, the football team, which they're also thinking about keeping. <laughs> I know this is an NBA podcast, but they're like, we might just keep the football team. And I'm like, what? The most cop out name of a team ever, and you might keep it. It's such an f you. It's yeah. such an f you. Uh, and then maybe the Sterling stuff. But yeah, but they did sell the team. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. that was fast. Once that happened, that was a fast. That got done. So uh, I, I think nobody wants to be in Houston right now. I think. Well, that owner's a douche too. And owner- I guess he's racist. That's one of the reasons Harden wants out. I guess the. I wouldn't say racist, but I guess he's a huge Trump guy. 
Ooh. to this point still. And that's Ooh. one of the reasons Harden and Westbrook won out. Oh, really? I didn't hear that part. I just yeah. know that I read that in an out. article that one of the reasons they want out is that the owner is a huge Trump guy. And it's very divisive to Harden and Westbrook. Well, I think the problem is they're vocal about their Trump support. Like, right. Yeah, they don't, you know I mean? they're not yeah. shy about it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, if you were a billionaire. Yeah, you probably like Trump. But be secret. I mean, Kraft is friends with him. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, he's not open about it. No. Like, in the beginning, him and Brady were like a schmidge. And then it really went away pretty fast. They were like, hmm. <laughs> they, were like they read the room real quick and were like, yeah, they were like, Ooh, not, not the place we to we'll talk about, about it anymore. It. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan that Brady, you know, had America make, make America great again. Had, and I was like, come on, bro. But then, yeah, that was gone fast. You never well, saw that. There's a reason why he moved to Florida. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Tampa's pretty nice and money. And, and, and you can do a lot of I mean, clearly, yeah. yeah. Well, also clearly, uh, <laughs> we keep diving into football, but yeah, uh, <laughs> he got whatever he wanted in Tampa, which is different than in New England. Yeah. He had to work with Bill in Tampa. There, he was like, "I want every wide receiver available on my team." And they're like, "Done." He's having done. Pain in years. Yeah, he's like, "Let me throw fifty-seven, but it's not working out. No. It's all right, but whatever." Um, so, what's your top five? What's your? I don't even uh, know if I can. MJ. Five. I, I love MJ, but him as an owner has not been an amazing tenure. Yeah, some of the moves he's making to the Hornets right now is not great. I was like, why are you giving Gordon Hayward a max, basically, well, not a max deal, but a five-year, what is it, five-year? Four-year, uh, 30 120. Yeah, So that's for a 30-year-old guy that can't prove he could stay healthy for <laughs> a full season? I like Gordon Hayward, but do you, that's... do you think there's maybe something about how because he was a player, he'd rather give players he he wants to give those players a chance? Like it's not a great owner move, but as a former player, do you think move, MJ's sentimental? Like Did you watch that documentary? That dude is not empathetic whatsoever. A little more sentimental as he gets. Well, you think he's changing as he gets older? That's yeah, because in that bubble hurt. story, we keep referring MJ was a big part of that too. Yeah. Like he, it's like, and he got in the most trouble when, as a guy that's definitely changed, he goes, remember that quote he got destroyed for? Republicans was a player, buy like, too. Republicans yeah. buy sneakers too. And, uh, yeah, I think he's trying to get that back. But, yeah, but, yeah MJ's not a great owner. Um, I want to see him do well, but all the moves he keeps making, I'm like, but according to the trade thing, Gordon Hayward gives the Hornets 15 more wins. Which, if you look, that puts them in the playoffs. So, oh god, I don't need to deal with the Hornets in the playoffs. <laughs> it's true, though. That's going to be but, such a terrible series. Just watching them get blown out by the Bucks. Yeah, like just that, get destroyed. Oh, so boring. But we'll see. So, uh, and then the Wolves. Yeah, that guy sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. How many players is that dude ruined? Well. I bet you could have an all-star team with them. Yeah, of players that went to Minnesota that were great. Got destroyed. So yeah. Croy's just got stalled because they're just on a badly put together team. All right, so here's so what's your let's do top three worst. What's your top three worst? I'll do my top three, and then who do you think are the top three best? Oh, okay. So I think top three worst. I'd go uh, right now. 
I think the most toxic places are Houston, uh, number one, um, because when you lose the when you lose a GM and both your star players want to be traded out, and that, your coach left, and, and the coach, <laughs> yeah, I think that's number one. Uh, I they think- offered him a contract, and he was like, "Nah." I'll go be an assistant. I think he's an assistant somewhere he's right now for for Nash. Uh, yeah, Nash. so he would rather be an assistant to a player who was never coached before than come back to Houston again. That's how toxic Houston is right now. Where he was like, uh, I'd rather be an assistant to a player coach who's never done it before. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> uh, I've had that in the back pocket just for the last five minutes. Uh, <laughs> so what's your number two? Number two. Uh, I would go, I would go Charlotte simply because, so, so I'm thinking it's Houston, Charlotte, and then Phoenix. And the only reason why Phoenix is after, oh no, the Wizards. Sorry. I forgot about how terrible the, the top three. Is. Huh? Yeah. I would, I would go Charlotte and the Wizards. Uh, I would do Dolan. Oh, one, yeah, okay, because he sucked forever. Yeah, so Dolan is awful. One, I would do Minnesota two, mm-hmm. and Houston three. Okay, because Houston was a winning team for a while, and you didn't know he sucked. Now it's just toxic. So you know, but new. it just changed ownership. That was part of min- true because the Houston owner just died. Yeah, so it, but so Minnesota like, sucked for a while. The Knicks sucked for a while. Like Houston so, is the Luca of bad ownerships like he's just new on the scene <laughs> new. and yeah. then and then dolan is the jordan like he's yeah you know, he's the legend of, of bad ownership yeah, exactly. like dolan is such a bad owner he's known as a bad owner to other leagues like he's an example of a bad owner to other leagues well i'm like i'm at least i'm not james dolan and they're like all right <laughs> my three best mm-hmm. uh i mean mark cuban's gotta be my number one okay rocks um Whoever the Celtics owner is, unfortunately don't know his name. I probably should. It's a Celtics podcast. Uh, but the Celtics owner has always been great. But you only see Danny Ainge. You don't that's how good the Celtics owner is, is that you I think that's the definition of knowing you're a good owner if nobody knows who you are. <laughs> like your team they well, never need to find out who you Cuban, are. Apparently. Right, but Mark Cuban's like the owner GM. You know mm. what I mean? So you you can't not know who he is and he's very vocal. But if you're a great owner, nobody like it's one of those things like what is that phrase they always say like if people don't know who you are, you're probably doing something right. Yeah, it's like they say that about referees. Yeah, if yeah, if they don't know your name, if then you're probably a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you don't know because you know, yeah, Danny Ainge runs that team, and clearly the owner lets him do what he needs to do. You shouldn't so, know a referee. You shouldn't know your accountant's name. Like it should yeah. just be. It should Done. just move smoothly. Yeah. So one Cuban, two Celtics. And then three, I mean, for a little while it looked rough, but the, I'm going to say the Lakers. Oh, I got Golden State. I think Golden yeah. State did a really good job uh, of ownership. I'm giving Lakers because of the longevity. Like, they okay. were always kind of a pretty good franchise. Um, really? I mean. I feel like they had some dark years. Yeah, but, I mean, you had way more really good years. than really, And the really good years were really good. You know what I mean? Mm. And sometimes you got to have some dark years to have you know some really good this years. This was definitely recency bias for me. Because, um, like, when I sort of really started following the NBA, it was probably around the, the tail end, end of Kobe. The tail end of Kobe. Yeah. So, like, the tail end of Kobe was not great. 
The tail end of Kobe was about a decade. <laughs> Let's be. It was a while. Like a decade. But it was still uh, Kobe. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the Lakers, just like the, I mean, championships, it's Celtics and the Lakers. I think we're either tied now or the Lakers are one behind. The like Lakers, this last one I caught think, them up. are ahead. Um, no, the Celtics they also are count. Oh, really? The Celtics have the most NBA championships. So the Lakers are close. Either this last one tied them with us or put them within one. Well, they also use the uh, Minneapolis titles as part of it, which is kind of bullshit. Yeah, uh, but, but that's like saying, uh, I don't know. I was I had an example and then my brain was like, Pfft. but there's a lot of that. And you can't really, it's like the LA Rams. You, you, are you... Do they have rings or they don't have rings? Because if you count the one they won as the greatest show on turf. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So the Celtics, after uh, the Lakers, after clinching the 2020 NBA title, have tied for the no, most okay. all time with the Boston Celtics. 17? Both franchises have counted for 45.9% of the 74 championships in NBA history. <laughs> so almost 50% have either been the Celtics or the Lakers. 17 apiece. Which is insane. So it's crazy that Houston is at number one. What do you mean? J- just in terms of they have two championships, and then you've got oh, yeah, yeah. the Rockets, and then you've got Celtics and Lakers. Um, I mean, other other uh, good ownership. Uh, I think the Clippers did a really good job uh, in terms of uh, dealing with the bubble. Uh, I, my, that's also brand new ownership. Brand new ownership, and Recently. also. New. Also, they just fired Doc, so who knows? Uh, yeah, and hired Ty Lue. So yeah, don't give him the don't give him the benefit too early because yeah, that team should have won the championship last year. So I don't know whose fault that is or what, but I picked them to beat the Lakers, and then they fell they fell apart Ooh. in the bubble. They fell apart in the bubble. Yeah, they almost lost twice. <laughs> before they even played the Lakers. They almost didn't even make they didn't, it. They didn't play the Lakers. They lost to the Nuggets. Oh, uh, yeah. But they almost lost to the team before the Nuggets, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, they, 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 they were, play, they're playing Luka. They were getting into the brink. But, yeah, but, like, the, if you look at it, like, the Clippers defen- defensively were supposed to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of scoring, and then to get pushed to the brink by Dallas and the Nuggets... And the Nuggets, where you had them beat. Yeah. And then they came all the way, like... Up 3-1. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, those are my top. What, did you do your top three? No, but I uh, I, I would just... I, I would put... I, I would go Houston. Uh, not sorry, Houston. Dallas. Uh, I, I do like the what the Warriors have done. Um, so, more recently bias, I like that they were able to take advantage of the window where they could sign Durant and they went for it. Uh, they put all their chips on the table. And I think even still, they seem like they've got the teams back. Like, I, you know, I think there's like a good relationship. So I'd probably put them um, second and then Celtics ownership just for longevity and uh, that they let Ainge do what he wants. I think that's third. Here's my... And the, I know we're trying to wrap this up because we're over an hour. But uh, my last thought is like, dude, the Warriors, what are they going to do? Because that, that's one of yeah. those teams that proved you can lose for a while and then it works out. Like they, they, the tank worked out for them. 
But the tank also worked out for them because they drafted really well. Because they did, they were one of those teams that tanked and never got an early draft pick. So then they ended up still picking Curry, and he fell because of his ankles. And then Clay turned out to be a really good pick. So it worked out at the end of the draft, mm-hmm. right? So they like drafted really well. Yeah. But I mean, you're hoping you take Steph Curry, hoping his ankles aren't as bad as everybody says they are, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So it really worked out. And now, I mean, Clay's out again. Now you get this James Weissman kid that's going to have to play right away mm-hmm. in a big role with Steph Curry. And I don't even know who's uh, Steph, Weissman, and Draymond. And then who the, who's, who, who else is on Kelly the team? Oubre. Right. So, I mean, are they going to be competitive? Who knows? But yeah. that's interesting. You know, there's injuries. I hate that they exist. I know it's part of the game, but sometimes it just ruins – like I was looking forward to a fully healthy Warriors team competing, oh. competing, competing. I can't competing. wait till somebody takes the time to do a supercut of all of the words you mispronounce. I don't think somebody has the time. I don't think somebody has, <laughs> we're two episodes in. There's already a lot. There's already a lot. But uh, all right, let's wrap this piece up. All right. Misha, where can they find you on the stuff if they want to follow you before I fire you off this podcast? Uh, you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can tweet at me uh, that, uh, at HiMishaHan, H-I-M-I-S-H-A-H-A-N, and that's my Instagram handle as well. And what about you, Paul? Where can people find you? At Paul Spratt. It's super easy. You can tweet hashtag SaveMishaHan. <laughs> if you, do, if you don't. Uh, but thanks for listening. Uh, follow us at Celtics Brawl, at Network Brawl. Uh, make sure you leave us a five star review on whatever you uh, podcast on or listen to it or how people say that. I don't know. Leave us a five star review. If it's less than five stars, just forget about it. Uh, that would be nice. Um, don't forget Manscaped Brawl, 20% off. Fanatics, link in the description. Go buy yourself an NBA Jam t shirt because it's a good time. He's on uh, fire. Super fun. Um, next week, uh, before the season starts, right? This is that our last episode before the season starts? We got two. We got two. Really petered out towards the end of that wrap-up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next week, we're going to talk cap. We're going to really get into, we're gonna get the nerd on. We're going to find we're a nerd. Yeah. We're going to get him on to explain it to me because the more I try to figure it out to myself, the more I get confused. Uh, so I'm going to find a nerd and get him on here to explain it to us. I have uh, two potential picks. Uh, for nerds and my nerd draft for caps but next week talking cap uh we'll review any more off-season stuff uh if it happens uh probably right after the show cap guy but no promises yeah we can find lebron's cap guy and be like how how much do you hate your job (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah thanks for listening guys tune in next week every week this was fun again uh so i think you live for another one misha Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) thanks again I'll see you guys later Bye. bye old man winter here if I had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.